Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this awesome opportunity to come before you, God, to break bread, to fellowship, God, to bring light and clarity to your word, to turn the light, God, and shine the light on the places that are dark in the lives of people. We're going to shine the light on the spirit of confusion, God. We're shining the light, God, oh God, on things that the enemy is trying to confuse people, God. We thank you, God, for initiating our minds. We surrender our minds to you tonight, God. Make the soil of our minds fertile, God, as we go into the word, as we study about the parable of the seed, God. Help us to receive the word. Help us to be good soil, God. So we thank you now. I turn this over to the hands of Apostle Ken. Amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. It's such a wonderful pleasure to be back with you again on the air uh, live tonight as we're sharing this word. We started uh, last week. The Lord blessed us to be in the word here in the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter, talking about the parable of the soul and how that the Lord dealt with us and how he spoke to us mightily through his word. I want to just pick up where we left off on last week. We want to go back. Uh, and I believe that we were, we had gotten down to about the 21st verse of scripture. And we were going through an expounding, expounding upon the word of God. And uh, just to, uh, to catch some of you up, and there may be some new listeners here tonight that is joining us for Bible study and want to just bring you up to where we are. Uh, in this particular uh, parable, the Lord speaks here and he begins to explain what it is like and how it is when people are, uh, are sitting hearing the word of God and the effect of the word of God upon the people as they hear it. And so here, let's just go back. I want to just go back briefly and begin reading here in the uh, uh, in the in the 13th verse of scripture of the 8th verse of scripture and and well we're going to start let's go back and we're just going to start that that parable all over and then we're going to go into the explanation here in the 13th chapter of the book of Matthew and I'm going to begin reading in the 13th verse we're going to catch up these are just we're just going to recap for a moment here on what the Lord is saying to us through this parable. The 13th chapter beginning at verse three, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow, and he sowed, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell, the fifth verse says, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, the seed sprung up because they had no depth or deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns. Talking about the condition here of the sower that went out and sowed 
the seed and how that the seed came forth in many forms and many ways. And each was based upon a condition of the soil where the seed fell. And so here in the seventh verse it says, and some seed fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And the eighth verse says, but some seed fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold in some places, sixtyfold in other places, and in some places that brought forth thirtyfold. And he said, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speak thou unto us in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. And he answered and said unto him, uh, and the twelfth verse says, For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But unto whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. And the 13th verse, she begins now to explain unto them the parable. And he says, now therefore speak I unto you into parables, cause they seeing not, they seeing, they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand what is being said. He says, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, by hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For this people's heart, now uh, it goes a little bit further, and I'm glad that the scripture, as, that as we read the scripture tonight, the Lord defines in the scripture here the conditions. He said, now this is a heart condition. It says, for this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are full of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Least at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. He said, but blessed are your eyes for you see and your ears for they hear. Verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men shall desire to see these things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear now, therefore, he said, the parable of the soul. When anyone, the 19th verse, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, when the word of God is being preached, this is the word of the kingdom. And he understandeth it, understandeth it not. And last week we, we told you that whenever you are reading in the scripture and there is a, uh, a ending, 
And the word ends with E-T-H. That E-T-H defi is defined as a continuation of a condition or a thing. It, is a, it means a continual, perpetual uh, perpetuation of a matter or of a thing. So he says, now when anyone heareth, now they not only just hear one time, but they continue to hear, which means that you are sitting under the word. You go to the church, you go to the assembly, you go to the sanctuary, you are in conferences, or you are in uh, group Bible studies, and you continually make yourself available to hear the word of the kingdom, to hear the word of God. Because here, when you see the word here, it is not just H-E-A-R, but H-E-A-R-E-T-A. Heareth, a continuation. Always hearing, always in a position where you can hear the word, where you can get the word of God. So you are hearing it with your, under, with your ears, with your natural ears. And he says, and understandeth it, understandeth. It's E-T-H, understand it, E-T-H. Couldn't you hear it? Constantly hearing it, but you constantly not understanding that that you hear. Always hearing, but you don't really have a clear understanding of what you are hearing. And I'm reminded that so many times people sit in congregations, I've seen it many times myself, where people sit in a congregation, whether it be myself preaching or others, sitting and listening and hearing the word of God. And they are moved emotionally, sometimes with tears, sometimes with shoutings of amen, or preach, preacher, or come on, or you better say that. And still, out of all of that, they do not understand or have a clear understanding of what God is trying to say. The message is not meant to just make you feel good. It is not preached with words, with, 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 with enticing words to impress anyone as to the orator's ability to deliver the message. But yet I find that many times this is a situation. Oh, I heard people say, didn't they preach? Didn't that woman of God preach? Didn't that man of God preach? But it was not so much the, the style, the charisma of the message, but the message is what God is trying to say. And so often, this is what he has said in this parable. Many hear with the natural ear, but still they miss the message. They hear and they don't hear. Hearing naturally, hear, hear the words physically, naturally what is being said, but miss the message altogether of what God is trying to say. And he said it's because the condition of the heart. When the word of God is sown, the word of God is seed. You will digest the seed. Your heart will either receive the word or it will throw the word off or hear it and not respond, never receiving it. And he said, so it is when the here, when the word of God is being preached, the condition of the heart of those that sit by and hear. 
What condition are you in? How are you hearing this word? Are you hearing it because it is a preached word and it sounds good to the ear? Are you receiving this word because you are just there? Are you receiving it because you are familiar with the speaker and you want to impress them or you want to amen to them or, or you want to uh, 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 endorse them? What's the reason? What is the condition when the word of God is being sown, when it is being preached? So he says here, the 19th verse says, when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, you hear what's being said, but you don't really understand what God's trying to say. When he's talking, if you are the hearer, God is talking to you. Do you really get the message? Do you have a clear understanding of what God is saying to you when the message is being preached? He says, uh, hear the word of the kingdom and understand it. If not, then come the wicked one. When the word of God is being preached, if it is not received, if you really don't take it in, if it does not, penetrate your heart. If you don't just hear with your ears only, but you hear what God is saying as it, uh, uh, as it affects your heart, what effect is it having on the heart of the hearer? He said, you understand, the wicked one, there comes now a wicked one, which we know as Satan, which we know as the enemy, which we know as a, a spirit of defiance which we know as someone or something that comes to hinder what you have heard. Here comes now when the enemy sees that you do not understand, you're not getting the message. In order that you don't think on it and meditate on it, what the wicked one does is he steals the word, catches away, snatches that seed away from the hearer. This is uh, that person or this individual, he says now, he described that this is a person who now is sitting on the wayside, <laughs> going to church, but not really in the church. Uh, going to the assembly, maybe it's out of habit, maybe it's because you have been invited, but whatever the reason now, the scripture says now that they hear the word and the evil one, the wicked one, catches that word, snatches it, snatches the seed. This person is a wayside individual, someone that's really not in it for what it's worth, someone who is just standing on the outside looking in. I want to hear what the preacher got to say. I want to hear the message. I, want to, I just came to just hear what they're going to say, but really not a part of, of the kingdom of God, really not even interested in even coming into the kingdom or being a participant in the kingdom, a citizen in the kingdom of God. You're just there just to hear what's being said. So he said, now, this is a wayside person. How many people do you and I know that is not ready to really give their hearts to God?
Really not interested in the word of God. Really not interested in God or the things of God or even the church. They just go out of form, go out of fashion, go out of habit. Go because you were invited, but really not, not into the, uh, of the church, really not into uh, what God has to offer when you come to a place of assembly. I just showed up. I was invited. I'm just an onlooker. I'm just a bystander. He says, now this person is someone who is by the wayside. Verse 20 says, but he that receiveth seed into stony places. This is another individual now. Someone who was an onlooker is the one that's in the wayside. Verse 20 says, then you have those who got hard hearts. I didn't come here to hear nothing, hear anything anyway. I didn't come here to receive anything anyway. I'm not really interested in the word. I'm just here. I'm just a spectator. I just really came to criticize. I came to see what it's all about. I came to, you know, I just came really to, to be an onlooker whose heart is stoning. He said, he that receiveth seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and quickly with joy receive it. Sounds like a good message. I could agree with what they're saying. Yet, they have no root. They have no root because their heart is stony, hard-hearted. Really not receptive. Heart is stony. And he says they receive it with joy because it, they could agree with it. It sounds good. He said they have no root because the heart is so stony. Heart has been heartened against really change. Really not ready for change. Don't want to change. Not brokenhearted. Not sorrowful. Not convicted. Just there. Receiving the message with joy because it sounds good. He says, but there is no debt because the stones are in the way. The heart is so hard. Well, tonight, we left off on last week on... Uh, verse 21, I believe. And uh, Minister Steve, are you there tonight? Hello, Minister amen. Steve. Amen. amen. God bless you, Apostle. I want uh, to, uh, last week we left off and I, I wanted to hear, we, we've gone through this, but in the 21st verse, he said, it has no root in him. Because of the stones that's there. And uh, uh, he says, uh, read that 21st verse and elaborate on that, if you will. Okay. Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. 21. 21, I'm sorry. Uh, but since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes, because of the word, he quickly falls away. The revelation I get from that is like somebody they they, they hear the word, but it don't they don't stick with them. But soon as the the word comes to convict them and tell them what only God can only tell them, mm -hmm. they seem like that ain't what they want to hear. So they 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 say, okay, I didn't come in for this, young. I don't want to be convicted of something I already know about, but 
but they don't know that God is trying to tell through the mouthpiece, through his word, that it's something that you need to straighten out. And instead yeah. of them taking advice and adhere to it, and, and like I do, if I get a word from God, I hear, hear to it and try to follow and do as the word say. But the person that has no root in the word and don't, he don't understand when, when God has talked to him, he runs away. He don't want to come back to the church. He don't want to listen to the word no more. So he, he walks away from the word and, 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 and goes back on doing what he was doing, living in sin and then continue doing the same that he was doing, but don't know that in the long run, he's going to be convicted of that when he comes before judgment. Yes. Amen. That, 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 yes. Amen. Uh, I want to deal with this, uh, Brother Steve. You see here, he said he receiveth, yet he had no root. Now the 21st right. says that it was because of the stony places. He hear it, receive it with joy, yet it had no root. <laughs> and he yeah. says now that it was because of the stones that he was unable to have root. <coughs> or, to, or have a root because you can't grow a root. You cannot have roots or you cannot grow a plant anywhere on stone. <coughs> Stones will keep the root from, from take will keep any plant from sprouting, from sprouting roots. So here we talked about the stony places being the heart of the individual who's cold-hearted, don't really want to hear. Excuse me. Don't You're really right? want to hear what is being said. They're not really interested. That's the reason why the word can't take root. Cannot penetrate because you've already made up your mind. Your heart is cold. I like what you're saying. Sound good. But my, the heart is still hard. The word can never take root because of the stones. The heart being so stony. No, no, no depth. The, the root cannot grow. There can be no uh, stability. And he says here, now you see here, uh, Brother Steve, he said he endured for a while. It grows. The seed has been germinated. The seed has been germinated. And so with a seed, when it's germinated, because there is no debt and it, it can't grow any root, you, how long is that seed or that plant going to last? It's got to take nourishment. Won't last. It won't. That's all. That's what he's saying here in that twenty verse. He said he endureth what for a while. But yeah. let's look at here, of Minister Steve. Let's look a little further. He said he endures for a while. Uh, but when tribulation. Yes. And persecutions arise, and this is the reason why. It gives the reason why. When, it, when tribulation and persecution are, uh, arise because of the word, 
In other words, what you were saying a few minutes ago. You know, I didn't come here for all that. Yes. When the word began to prick that heart, begin to shift those stones out the way, because see, the word of God is so quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It will pierce asunder the soul and the spirit, the joints. and mm -hmm. So when that word starts getting to that individual who has a stony heart, uh, that's where you were saying uh, when you said, uh, I, don't, I didn't come here for all that. I, I won't hear all that. Yeah, I, 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 so you rejoice it for a while. But now the word now is offending you. This is what the scripture right. said. says it uh, persecutions and, and, and tribulation arise now because of the word. Now you're faced with a situation. You hear the word, and the word is bringing conviction. Now you're going through. You got to go through. Trouble now is arising. Because now, if you hear the word, and someone knows that you are sitting under the word, for instance, neighbors or onlookers or friends or people that you have told, I'm in church now. I go to church, I hear the word, now I'm listening to the word. Now they, praise the Lord, trouble and tribulation and persecute. Well, if you hear the word, why are you still like this? Mm -hmm. if, you are, if you're in church now, I know you've heard that many times, uh, Minister Steve. Yes. Uh, uh, you, you, I thought you were saved. I thought you were going to church. I thought you was hearing the word. I thought you were sitting under the word. I thought you were in you, you hear it? I thought you was a a, 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 a word man. And and, and then uh, here now the trial, the testing of your faith. Tribulation is coming. If you were such a word man, don't your Bible say? And, and, and if, the, if someone is putting the word back in your face, now it says now, because of the word, by and by, they are what? Offended. That same word that you sit under, that same word that you've been hearing, that's telling you, bringing conviction to your life. Now, you're offended by it, especially when people bring it up. Because that's where persecution and tribulation come. When yes. people know you are sitting under word, know you in church, know you go to church, know you have membership, know you hear the word, and then they see you living something different outside of the church, they're going to bring that to your attention. And now you're taking offense because of the mm -hmm. word. That's that person whose heart is really stony. That said, I really come here for all that. I didn't come to be, in other words, I know you've heard this. Thanks of God, those of you that's on the line tonight, all of you. I know you have all heard this time and time again. Don't judge me. That's I come Amen. That's what I'm going to say. That's yeah. <clears throat> absolutely just what you said. Don't judge me. The word of God will show you up. I believe it's the book of James that said the word of God is a mirror. Because when you when you hear it, it will show you where you are. It'll show you what you look like. It'll show you whether you're guilty or not. He said, the word of God 
is it's just like a person who hears the word and go to the mirror and look into the mirror and straightway uh, uh, quickly walk away from the mirror and forget what they look like. That's one that hear the word and don't do it. Now here the, the scripture is making it plain tonight. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Steve. Thank you for that comment. Thank you. I want to go on, continue uh, to the with the tonight, uh, Prophet Reed, uh, Prophetess Reed tonight. Again, we're going to, we're, we're recapping tonight because I know we have some new listeners on the line tonight. And I want us to go there. We've been talking now. And, and listen, this is, this is the condition. This is the condition that many people are finding themselves in when it comes to the word of God. God is sending his word, but are you receiving? God is sending the word. God is speaking. God is talking, but do you hear him? And when you hear him, are you understanding what is being said? What, says, uh, what good does it do for us to sit under the word, for anyone, whether it be me or anyone else, to sit under this word, service after service, or read the word, or study the word, and a combination of both, hearing the word being preached, studying the word, reading the word, looking into the word, and then you close the Bible and don't do it. Or you leave the church and you don't obey it. Know what you should do, but just don't do it. This is the condition God is saying here about those that sit and the word is made available to you. Are you understanding the message? Are you hearing? Is it penetrating? Is it dealing with your, because see, that's the purpose of the word. The word of God comes to shed light in dark situations. The darkness may be your light. And if there's darkness in your life, when the light of God's word comes, it's going to bring forth light. It's going to manifest what's there. Prophetess Reed tonight. Let's hear from you tonight. You're on the line tonight. Let's hear from you. Yes, ma'am. I'm on the line. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In verse 20, uh, we're talking about verse 21, correct? Yes, yes. Just uh, uh, elaborate on that 21st verse. We're trying to break it down and make it plain tonight because we want to get a good understanding because that's, that's what it's all about. It's what this scripture is all about. It's hearing. And Amen. Amen. It, it talks about uh, a person that has not rooted himself, uh, but dureth for a while. When, for when tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. Now you have people that are just there in the house for what the house has to offer. Um, it's a renowned ministry. It's a renowned preacher. They're coming uh, they don't really have any root anywhere. They don't have root in the ministry, 
But as soon as trouble comes, as soon as there's some controversy uh, with the leader, controversy with the doctrine, controversy, whether it's true or not, they leave. They side on uh, with the rumors. They side with the naysayers because they're not rooted. They're not grounded. They have, it says he has not rooted himself. And in this day and time, there's a problem with people sitting under sound doctrine. Yes, yes. And so as long as your ministry is growing, as long as you have a large following, as long as your name is on the lips of people, yes. then, you, then people flock to you because they want to be a part. They want to uh, ride on the coattails. So they're kind of in the wayside, but they're sitting in the church. In their hearts, they're still in the way, on the wayside. But as soon as it gets a little rocky, a little stormy, uh, the ministry yes. has any kind of problem, the leader has any problem because people deitize leaders. Uh -huh. And so when a leader has a problem, when there's something um, that's preached that's not traditional, that's uh -huh. out of the norm, that might be the truth of the word is God, what the word that God is saying in this season, but they don't want you to buffet their flesh. Yes. Then they leave. Then they don't want to hear. Then they don't understand. They just want the traditional person. And that person is not rooted because the Bible says don't lean to the arm of flesh. So when you lean to the arm of flesh, you're not rooted. Flesh is like stony ground. Uh -huh. There's no place for a person to get rooted when they're following flesh, when they're leaning to flesh, whether it's theirs or someone else's. Yes. And so it is so important for people to be rooted in the word, not rooted Amen. in tradition, not rooted in a denomination, not rooted in a ministry, not rooted with a leader or a movement, but you have to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. In the word of God. Amen. That is Amen. what is the most important thing. So if you haven't rooted yourself, you haven't committed, uh, I, I don't, I'm not belonging, I'm not a member of any church. Uh, I just float for whatever church I feel like going that Sunday. So if they want to go down the street to Ty Trippers Church, they go there. They want to go to William McDowell. They want to go wherever the crowd is, wherever mm -hmm. it's popular. But they don't want to commit to serve because a lot of times people miss that part of ministry rooted in servitude. They miss that part of ministry that says long suffering. So as soon as it gets rocky, as soon as you, they're persecuted, somebody sa says something that offends them they're gone. Why? Uh -huh. Because the spirit of offense is stony ground. There is no yes. root in offense except offense. There's no room for anything else to grow. There's no room mm -hmm. for forgiveness. There's no room for sound doctrine. There's no room for sound reasoning because the spirit of offense is like a weed and it overwhelms the ground. Amen. And Amen. nothing else can be planted with it. Amen. 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 I, I want to uh, just elaborate again, and, and I know I'm being repetitive tonight, but it's so important that we understand tonight what the Lord is saying. Uh, everyone is saying, be rooted in the word, but let the word be rooted in you. Allow the word of God to grow in you, to take root in you. You got, listen, and uh, I heard uh, tonight, I'm hearing tonight as we began to talk about uh, persecution or tribulation with the church or with the ministry that 
you may be a part of or you've been frequently visiting. What about when persecution or tribulation come in your life? You heard the word. The word of God says when you have done all that you can do to stand, stand therefore. Then uh, the word, you, many take a fist at that. When they want to give up, when they want to throw in the towel, when they want to quit on God. But the word is saying, stand therefore. The word of God says, stand therefore in God. Stand in the Lord and in the power of his might. You, you may maybe maybe uh, going through, going through trials. Your faith is being tried. You're going through persecutions in your, on your job, in the world, uh, among your family members, among so-called uh, friends or associates. Now you're being persecuted. You're being talked about. You're being lied on. You're being ostracized. But the word of God says, many of the afflictions of the righteous. Now all of this word that you have heard offends you now because persecution is going on. Trouble has arisen now and you're having to go through this. But the word of God is telling you, hang on in there. Be steadfast. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. The word says be steadfast, but you want to quit. You want to give in. You want to stop. If I got to go all through, if I had known that I would have had to go through all of this, then I wouldn't have, I would not have gotten saved. I wouldn't have said yes to God. I would not have yielded. Now, because you're being persecuted because of what you believe, your faith in Jesus. Somebody's making a joke out of who you are as a Christian. Somebody's laughing at you because you are a child of God. This is offense. Will you be offended? Is the word of God rooted in you? Has it taken root that no matter what you go through, no matter how many, how much uh, uh, trouble you are in, how your faith is being tried, even in your finances? Came, I heard someone say earlier today, <coughs> excuse me, concerning this walk in God. That when you come to the Lord, everything changes. Everything is going to be all right. When you come to the Lord, uh, there is joy on this side. No more trouble. That's a lie. Jesus said in his word. Now, his word says this. His, his word says, if any man come after me, let that individual deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's what the word says. But now here it's become very unpopular on the job. Now you're being ostracized, criticized. People are making a joke out of you, calling you preacher man. What you doing? What you got to say now, preacher? Or, 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 or. Or, or you are being persecuted in the family for who you are and for what you stand and believe. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, take up your cross and follow me. 
Now you hear the word, you know what that's what the word says, but you want to move away now because it's hard to not be popular in the family or be accepted in the family or among your friends or on your, among your uh, uh, workers on the job. It's become, you become now a stitch in their nose or eyesore. Will you stand because of what the word says? That's what this 21st verse is saying. You are hearing the word, but this word is not being rooted in your heart. Trouble come, persecutions come. Now you're offended. Lord, I know what your word said, but this is hard. Maybe even in your marriage, maybe your marital relationship. Maybe now it is strained. It puts a strain on your relationship. That husband with the wife, that wife with the husband. Or now that child because of mother's unbelief or father's unbelief. It says, now this is what this 21st verse is saying. Because the word didn't take root. There was areas in your life, stony ground, your heart was stony. So now you're going through and you want to stop. You want to, you're going, you're, you're happy for a while, lasted for a while, but this is too much for you. You're going through too much because of the word. Now let's look at uh, 22. Thank you, woman of God, for those comments. Thank you, Minister Steve. You know, the ministers tonight that's on the line. Want to get some comment from our pastors tonight? Me, Mother Thompson, are you sharing the line with us tonight? Her microphone is not correct, connected, Apostle. Oh, it's not okay. All right. He says, and I thank God for this woman of God. I really was uh, hopeful, and and uh, we'll have to get her microphone uh, unmuted for next week. But this is where uh, we are. We want to hear from those who's uh, walking in God and maybe even have a testimony about how that, uh, how that the word of God, after being saved and hearing the word and sitting under the word of God, how the persecution. Is there anyone on the line tonight that can share word of testimony about how that the word can can be offensive if you let it be. Because many times people are offended. I know what the word said, but Pastor, this isn't you. you. You're not going through this. I know what it says, but I know what God said, but said turn the other cheek, but listen, I, you don't know how I feel. You don't know how that made me feel. Knowing the word, hearing the word, but this word is not being rooted, not taking root to take root me as some debt, you allow it to stay there and grow, to get a root, this, to become solid, to become steadfast, to become unmovable. I believe it's the scripture that talks about uh, being planted, being planted by a river of water, to bring forth uh, its leaves and its fruit in its season. T 
talking about uh, how that we ought to be solid and rooted. And this can only happen if we let the word of God be root, take root in our lives. Hear God tonight with your heart. From now on, if you are not one that is uh, careful to listen, be careful from this point on to hear the message, take notes on it so you to make sure that you understand that you're getting a clear understanding of what God is saying to you. What message is God trying to get across to you? Because the scripture says here in the 19th verse that if you hear this word, if you hear the word and you don't understand it, then it's not going to be long. The enemy, Satan himself, going to make sure that he grab a hold of that word and take it, snatch it from you. At least you have time to meditate on it and it does something for you. Because if you meditate on the word, like God told Joshua in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, if you meditate in this book of the law, night and day, day and night, you then will make your own way to be prosperous. You'll have good success. Don't let this law, this book of the law, pass from you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left. Be steadfast in what God is saying. That's how you become strong. Tonight, or uh, do we have the uh, Pastor Walker or Pastor Nikki Walker, Pastor Mark Walker on the line tonight? We want to hear some uh, encouragement? No, they're not on. They're not on tonight. Not on. Okay, let's go to the twenty-second verse here. The twenty-second verse. It says he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world, which is the thorn, and the deceitfulness of riches, which is a thorn, would choke the word and he that's hearing the word because of these thorns because of having this uh, such a, a, a heavy weight of caring about the things of this world. Having such a heavy work and being deceived by riches. This will choke the word out. The word of God has got to be first and foremost in our lives. Above everything else, the word of God. That's the reason why the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone. It's not just about eating. Eating alone does not keep you alive. Physically it does, yes. But we are not just physical beings, we are spirit beings also. We are spirit that lives in this earthly, fleshly body. We are spirit. Whether you be a spirit that's regenerated, which means born again, 
or whether you'll be a spirit that is still dead to God, separated from God, because you're living in, 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 in alignment or in agreement with the passions of your flesh and with your five senses, touching, seeing, hearing, tasting, and feeling. Now, so we are spirit beings. And in order for us to be spiritual, in order for us to connect with God, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Your spirit being, you're feeding the body, you get full, you get nourishment. But what feeds your spirit? is the word of God. That's the reason why Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 4th chapter, 4 and 12 tells us, the word of God is quick and powerful and is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God pierces and divides asunder your soul and your spirit, your emotions, the emotional part of you, the spiritual part of you. And it is, it goes even to penetrates, even to the joint and the marrow in our bones. So it's so important for us to hear the word. Hearing the word will bring healing to your physical body. It will bring healing to your spirit, man. Hearing the word of God will change your mind, will change your mindset, will change your lifestyle. It said is the word of God is in, in 4 and 12, it is a deserter of the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. No creature, no individual is hot can be hid from the word of God. But the word of God, when it comes, it will manifest who you really are. It says that it makes, it's, it's, it, the word of God is so powerful in the lives of an individual that will hear it, that will retain it until nothing is hidden in your life, God will manifest, he'll show you what's in your, the type of heart that you really have. Will bring conviction to you. The word of God says in the book of Psalms 119, he says that the word is a lamp to your feet and a light to our pathway. What can we do outside of the word? That's the reason why it's so important that when we hear the word, to pray that God will give you an understanding. That God would till up the fallow ground of your heart so you can receive the word. That's the reason why it's so important that when you hear the word, you have to make up your mind when you hear it. To not turn a deaf ear. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, he says, I stand at the door of every heart and I knock. If any man open up and allow me to come in, I will come into your life. 
and I will sup with you. I will sit down like having dinner and feed you. Sup with you and then you can sup with me. Share a meal. Be fed. Be it. The word of God will energize you. The word of God will build you up. The word of God will strengthen you. The word of God will bring encouragement. Hearing the word. That's the only way we are saved. The scripture says that it pleased God through the foolishness to man of preaching. See, foolish to a man that through preaching, that's how we are saved. But that's that's what God has it is pleased to that if you hear the word. And believe the word, receive the word, it will save you, deliver you. It will bring life, life to your spirit. That's how we're born again, through hearing the word of God and receiving. That's how we grow, scripture says, to receive the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby grow by building yourself up on self-help books, manuals, manuscripts, and seminars. But by hearing the word, feeding and studying on the word, being proudful when the word of God is going forth. Are there any more comments tonight? Verse 22 says, these thorns Categorized as the cares of this life is a thorn. The deceitfulness of riches is a thorn. This is what, if you allow it, it will choke the word of God out. You get caught up on being rich and the riches of this world, achieving, acquiring riches. It'll choke God's word out because it becomes more important then to acquire riches than it is to acquire eternal life. It'll choke the word and it will make you unfruitful as a child of God. He says also the cares of this world, being so concerned about the fashions, being concerned, so concerned about what the world is saying, how the world see you, how the world view you, the cares of the world, being concerned with eating and drinking, where you're going to live, what you're going to wear, what you're going to put on. He said, now, I know that you have need of all of these things. Don't worry about that. Don't let that be your main focus. A house is wonderful to have. God will bless us, and he causes us to increase. But that house, those riches, those wealth, that all that we have in life should never take the place of our soul, should never become more important than growing in God and letting God's word grow in us. That's how you live. Not by bread alone. He said, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God has got individuals anointed and appointed to sow this word. But as you hear the word of God, how is it affecting your life? Do you take it as a joke? 
Do you believe only part of the word or do you believe only what you want to believe? There are some that hear the word and they pick and choose. They all believe one portion of the scripture, but they won't believe. They'll believe third John where it says, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and that you be in health as your soul prosper. They'll believe that because it's talking about prosperity. But what about the part that says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away and behold, all things become new which means there's gotta be a change of life. There's gotta be a change of your lifestyle. All things pass away if you are in Christ. What about this part? They that name the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. If you name the name of God, the name of Jesus, if you got it on your lips, calling upon him, calling him Lord, calling him Savior, saying that you know him. He said, now let that person depart from iniquity. There are some that will believe. All you have to do, they'll believe Romans, the eighth chapter. If thou shalt call upon the name of the Lord, thou shalt be saved. But what about the part that says, lay aside every weight, and the sin that so easily beset you. There are those that pick and choose what they want to believe in the word. But I heard the word of God when the prophet, God spoke to the prophet Isaiah and said, eat the whole roll. Don't pick and choose, eat the whole. When I put this word upon your, this coal upon your tongue, when I give you this roll, eat it. You can't pick and choose. When the word of God comes, receive it. Whatever is in the heart that's causing you to be separated, where well, you can't receive the word. Where it says, perhaps it's rejection. Perhaps it's a bad relationship you've had and you're having trouble forgiving someone. Living with unforgiveness will cause your heart to be stony. I will forgive you, but I won't forget it. Holding on to things that's heartening your heart. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's relationships now. What you have gone through with people, whether it be loved ones, whether it be uh, your peers, going through bad relationships can make you bitter and hard. And many have decided that I'll take this to my grave. But yet you want to still pray and say that you are praying. But remember now what the scripture says, what Jesus tells us in Matthew. He says, when you stand praying for give, When you pray, forgive. Forgive those that have offended you. 
hurt you, abused you, neglected you, persecuted you, did everything they could to hurt you, everything they could to destroy you, either with words or with deeds. He says, now when you come to me and pray, if you forgive not men their trespasses and their sins, and you, you can't forgive them for that. He said, neither do I forgive you. But yet you want to pray. You want to pray and then you want to pray for someone else. But yet they're stoned. Unforgiveness is stony. Unforgiveness calls you to have a stony heart. Calls you to be a, a hard heart. Bitterness through a divorce, through disappointments. Someone stole from you. Loaned something to someone and they never paid you back. It was your hard earned. Many things in life that many people are yet holding in their hearts that causes them and causes any individual, whether it be me, even me, if you hold on to it. And you're not willing to release it. If you're not willing to give it to God and say, heal my heart. You're not willing. Oh, yes, you'll become bitter. Bitterness is stoniness. It'll keep the word from being unproductive in your life. You can't let it go. You can't let this go. You can't be healed. Somebody said, I'm still hurting. Let God heal you. Let him. He said, forgive. Amen. Let it go. Lay it aside. Every weight. Somebody's carrying something right now. God is not intending for you to still carry that thing, hold that thing. It's a preacher, how do I get my deliverance? How do I let it go? You don't know how this made me feel. You don't know how this changed my life. You don't know how this broke me. You don't know how this destroyed my family, my marriage. You don't know. You, you, you don't know my situation. I may not be aware of your particular situation or the details, but I say to you, the word of God says, leave aside. The word of God says, forgive. If you forgive not men for the stuff that they have done, he said, neither do I forgive you. In fact, he goes on a little further in the scripture and says, when you come to me and you have a gift to give, perhaps it's an offering, perhaps it's a, a gift of singing or ministering, before you can offer that and give that gift to anyone or share it, he said, you leave your gift right there, before you sing that song, before you give that prophecy, before you give the offering, he says, leave that gift right there where it is. Go and be reconciled. Get this thing straight. Get this thing straight with the person that you're holding something against. Then come back after you have gone to them. Tried to make things right. Come back after you have been there. Brother Thompson, I'm not sure if you know how to unmute your phone. 
but there uh but there is a line that goes across your mic if you will just press that and and says and it says unmute and unmute that microphone you'll be able to speak because i really want to hear from you tonight uh there are other ministers other of you that may be there that are silently waiting and listening and i pray tonight that this is ministering to you because i'm telling you that there are many people that will go straight to hell and be lost through the church why waste your time hearing and not adhere why be guilty of having one day perhaps at the end of a long life and you feel like you're going to make it in because of what you have done because of the works that you have performed and only to hear the lord say depart from me i know you're not you are a worker of iniquity he says but lord didn't i i, I, I prophesy didn't i i, I cast out there didn't i do all this in your name say yeah you did but i, I don't know you. because we there are those that are, are are guilty of giving the word but not living the word not receiving it after you hear it what are you living? Are you humbling yourself? Are you surrendering your heart and let your heart be crushed and broken if necessary? Am I telling you something that I haven't had to live? I'm telling you something that I've had to live a hundred times over. And will perhaps, even as I go forth in life, <coughs> continue to have to surrender to. Continue. But it's worth it because what can I give in exchange for my soul? Nothing. No house, no riches, no wealth, no reputation. I can take this nowhere. My soul is more important than anything. Let's hear from uh, some of you tonight. I don't know who all is there. Amen. I had a comment, Apostle, on uh, verse 22. Verse 22, okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, verse 22 is talking about, um, it's, uh, the second part of verse 22 says that the, the he also received it among the thorns and it choked the word. The deceitfulness of riches choked the word and uh -huh. he became unfruitful. And that is really a, a, a deep uh, portion of scripture because um, sometimes people are deceived by riches. They think because they have that they're okay. Yes. They're okay yes. with God because yes. they're blessed. They're okay with yes. God because they have um, amass things, cars, mm -hmm. reputation, fame. And so they're deceived by thinking they're okay. It's like the frog in the water, pot of hot water. It's warm at first, so he's comfortable. And yes. as the water gets hotter and hotter, he, be, he get, gets cooked. And so it's the same thing. People are comfortable because they, uh, they associate rich riches with the blessings of the Lord. And yeah, so surely, 
If, if you don't have what I have, there's something wrong with you. If, if you don't have certain things, if you're always going through, if you're always lacking, if you're struggling, then many times people say, well, what have you done? There must be some sin in the camp. There must be some sin in your life. There may, must be something that you've done that's angered God. And, and so uh, people tell you, go back and do this and do that and repent. And so many things where it really is, that's not the key to the kingdom. That's not the key to getting into the kingdom is being in right standings with the world. Yes. And looking good according to the world standard. And so yeah. it says that the riches choke the word. Because uh -huh. people with status and money are hard of hearing in, for the things of God oftentimes. Yes. They don't want to be corrected. They don't want to be told that they're wrong in the things that they do, in the decisions that they make, in the things yeah. that they say. They feel privileged to talk down to people that, that are not where they are. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes can even be disrespectful yes. to people because... Uh, who are you? What, what gives you the right? They feel a sense of entitlement, even to the things of God, even to the gifts of God, even yeah. to the blessings. So when someone comes that they consider is a no name, <clears throat> excuse me, in the kingdom of God, or uh, um, they say, well, I, I don't want to hear word from you. I don't receive from you. So if you don't have a title, you're not on my level. So surely God couldn't give you a word for me. But yes, yes. God will use whomever is yielded. He'll use a child. And if you really know his voice and you really want to know his plan for his life, you receive the word in whatever package God sends it. Amen. But when people are deceived by riches, they um, cannot, their, their, their spiritual perception oftentimes uh, have been narrowed. And yeah. they don't even realize they're by the wayside. They don't even realize that, that the riches and the, it are deceiving them and choking the word out because they won't hear. They won't yeah. hear unless you have more than 10,000 members. They won't hear you uh, um, bring a word or they won't hear you give them instruction or suggestion because you're not because you don't know, but because you're of where you're at in, your, in yes. their life, in their sphere of influence. So some people, if they don't hear it from T.D. Jakes, and they hear it from Apostle Rose Kane, they, you know, they weigh it differently. But uh -huh. God is God. God Amen. will speak through Amen. whomever. He'll raise up a rock to cry out, a rock Amen. to give him praise in our place. So Amen. we have to be careful uh, not to associate uh, and not to forget, number one, where we came from. Because oftentimes the deceitfulness of riches will make people forget where they came from. Yes, yes and, yes, and and despise people that are in the position that they were in, not re Amen. remembering that they have amnesia, and it's the deceitfulness of the riches. And so that scripture is so profound because it says not only does the riches uh, deceive and uh -huh. choke the word, but the person becomes unfruitful. Yes, yes. Often, you know, everybody needs to be accountable to someone. Amen. And when a person reaches a point in their lives when they feel they don't have to answer to anyone, no one can tell them anything, they don't have to be accountable because they're accountable to God, they're being deceived. 
Amen. Uh, the deceitfulness of riches, sometimes it's the richness of knowledge and wisdom that God has graced a person with yes. where they can't receive because they feel you don't have the degrees that I have. You haven't gone to theology school. You haven't uh, gone up through the ranks of the denomination. So who are you to tell me? I don't want to hear anything you have to say. And you see these people oftentimes they sit on a service and they sit in a service and when praise and worship is going forth they're not praising they're not worshiping they're not lifting their hands they're not opening their mouths so when the man and woman of god is prompting people come on give god praise they're the very person that's sitting there on the sitting on the service watering down the anointing weighing down the move of god because yes. they feel they're above that and they are deceived and they become unfruitful not Amen. even knowing they're unfruitful and they will not be they will not receive uh instruction and they will not be accountable to anyone because they feel because they have the status this money these degrees that there is no one that can tell them what to do Amen. Amen. I, I uh, thank you so much. You brought so much clarity, uh, uh, even more to that scripture when you were talking about the deceitfulness, how that being in a certain financial status uh, can deceive people and make them feel like they have arrived. And I so often see that among leadership in the body of Christ where people, they'll tell you they will prophesy to you, but you will, but they won't receive a prophecy from, uh, they won't receive a prophecy from you, but they'll prophesy to you. They'll, they'll lay hands on you, but they're not, but they will allow you to be used by God. They don't believe that God can use you. They only see that God can use them. That's another subject for another day. But I see that so often, but these are the thorns that the word is talking about. And when he says that he makes you unfruitful, that means that you got to bear fruit. Remember what St. John, the 15th chapter says? He said, abide in me. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, he said, you will bring forth what? Much fruit. But if you abide not, if you abide not in me, you're going to be cast forth as a branch. He said, because you got to bear fruit. No fruit, you are not a disciple. The tree have got to bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit if thorns is choking the word of God out of your life. Don't get caught up in what you got and what you tried to get. Be caught up in the word of God and let the word of God catch you up. I, I, I tell you, this is another subject for another day, uh, talking about accountability. We are in a body. This is, we, if you're a child of God, you are in the body of Christ. If you are, if you are a child of God, you are in the body of Jesus Christ. Else you have no relationship with God. You could only get to God through Jesus, through his son Jesus, being baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body. And if you are in the body, you're not in there by yourself. You have got to hear from somebody. Just like you want people to hear you, 
and you take this, you have got to be accountable to someone. That's the way God set this thing up. It, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to tell you tonight. You don't have to agree with it and you don't have to like it. But it is what it is. You must be accountable. We are in this thing together. If you are a child of God, there are many members in the body. The scripture says that the hand cannot say that he have no need of the eyes. The eye cannot say, I have no need of the feet. I see it so often, but it isn't God. That's not the spirit of God. People of God, let's check and see whether or not we're really in the faith. If you're guilty tonight, the thing that you need to do is just repent. Be honest and repent. There are so many that struggle with repentance. See that they got a situation and will not even admit, won't even humble yourself. But tonight we're talking about the ability to hear the word and the word of God affect our lives and brings forth fruit in us. Now look at verse 23. You cannot, I want to go back to 22 before I move on. It is the whole of the Holy Ghost. You cannot be unfruitful. Go to St. John, the 15th chapter, and read and see what he says about no fruit. No fruit in your life, barren in fruit. You can't please God. By this do all men know that you are my disciple by bearing fruit. Galatians, if you want to know what fruit he's talking about, go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Read verse 20, 21, 22, 23. See what the Lord is talking about, about being fruit. You've got to bear fruit. No fruit. This is how you identify as the child of God. By the fruit, you shall know them, Jesus said, by the fruit that they bear. This is how you identify. What fruit are you bearing? Is riches got you unfruitful? Trying to move on. But it's vital. It's vital. No fruit, no Jesus. Talk a good game. But he said, you will know them. There are many false prophets that are going out into the world, but you will know them by the fruit that they bear. Mother Alberta's microphone seems to be on. I'm not sure if uh, we can hear her. Uh, Mother, Mother, uh, Mother Thompson, are you there? Yeah. We're going to go on to verse 23. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bring forth some a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and some thirty. You hear the word? You receive the word, you understand what God is saying, and it causes fruit to come forth in your life. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, meekness, self-control, which is temperance, faith, goodness, the fruit of the Spirit. Without the fruit, you got to hear the word, understand what God is saying, and if you hear it, the word itself will cause you to grow, and fruit will grow. Fruit will grow. Are you hearing God tonight? He said, my sheep hear my voice. Strangers, they don't follow. You hear it tonight, but who? Are you hearing his voice? Are you hearing your voice? You know, you do have a voice. Are you hearing what you say? How you feel? Are you hearing from God tonight? Check yourself. God bless you tonight. I'm preparing myself at this time to pray. It's been such a pleasure. Prophetess Reed tonight. Mother Alberta uh, Thompson tonight is on the line. Uh, we'll get that mic situation straightened out. Minister Thorne tonight. Sister Valerie tonight. I'm not really sure of who else is on the line. Hearing tonight. I know that Sister Sharana is hearing tonight. Sister Jones, Nora Jones is hearing tonight. I want to talk to you even on next week. And we want to go further. Brother Elliot, Sister Beverly, uh, Prophetess Beverly Crampton. Thank you tonight, Philip. I trust tonight that as we have heard, listen, we can't hear this enough. Somebody said, well, this is elementary. You need, you need to stay in elementary. We don't never, you know, we're going to all, this is, this is foundational. We never should move away from this because this is, this is foundation. Are we so busy preaching, teaching others that we ourselves cannot be taught? Are we so busy? reaching others and God is not reaching us. Let's examine ourselves. Are we so busy going to the building, going to the assemblies, being seen, being heard, but we are not hearing and understanding what he is saying. He said, he that hath ears, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Are you hearing God tonight? God bless you tonight, people of God. God bless you, saints of God. Minister Elliot, God bless you. Minister Prophetess Crampton tonight. God bless you, all of you. We're going to be back on next week and we're going to continue. We want to pick up on 22 and 23 and deal with the fruitfulness, lack of, and we're going to also compare scriptures here in the book of. St. John, the 15th chapter. We'll talk about that fruit. The book of Galatians, the 5th chapter. Verse 21 and verse 22. And we want to talk to this. So we're going to continue. I trust tonight that so many of us who have been on the line tonight will stay tuned and be ready. So many of the ministers especially. Because we want to minister to one another. 
woman of God said something earlier. We began to talk about it. And this is a subject that we'll talk more about as time go on. We want to really deal with this because it's so important to be able to receive from one another. We never should get to a point where we can't hear, where we cannot hear from one another, where we cannot be ministered to by someone else. I've seen people be very picky. I'll let so-and-so pray for me, but no, they can't lay their hands on me because they're not in the place that I'm in or they're not consecrated enough or they're not dedicated enough. I don't receive no word from them. I don't want, they can't tell me nothing. Better check yourself. God will use, he'll, and he have even used sinners. Because number one, why you so, why should we worry so much about that when we hear the voice of God? We should be able to distinguish what a person comes with a word in their mouth, whether that's God or not. So hear. He said, be quick to hear. Slow to speak and slow to rap. Let's hear whether or not that's of God. Many times we can be deceived. I encourage you tonight. We're not going to uh, uh, keep you any longer. We want to come back on next week. We're going to be here in Matthew. And we're going to be dealing with some key verses, uh, 21, 22, 23, and also St. John, the 15th chapter, the book of Galatians, the fifth chapter, talking about the fruit, the importance of the fruit. So if you want to study, get your Bible, study, read, and then we're going to come back together on next week. And we trust that as you share this broadcast, share with someone, Ask them to come on the line. And perhaps even as we are, we're aware of who's on the line, uh, we can get further comments and have further participation, great, even greater than we had tonight. God bless you again. God keep you. Let us pray. There are some in particular that have asked that I know is in need of prayer. Uh, Sister Jackie there at uh, the hospital want to pray for her. We also want to pray Amen. We're going to be praying, standing in prayer with Mother Thompson tonight. We're so grateful and thankful for this woman of God. And we want to be in prayer. Let us pray at this time. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks and praise for your many blessings upon our life. As we stand tonight in the prayer of agreement, we pray for Sister Jackie. The stability and the stableness of her blood pressure. That it will not only just go down, but it will stay down. Stabilize this woman's blood pressure miraculously by your hand. The doctors can't do it. Medicine can't do it. You are our healer. Stabilize her blood pressure. Father, tonight we pray for Mother Thompson suffering with pain, gallstone. Bring deliverance to her life. Lord, relieve her of the pain that's been inflicted upon her through these gallstones. Work a miracle. Give her a miracle, Lord God, as the stones are passed from her body, as they are dissolved. Whatever way you want to do it, God, we put it in your hands and we pray tonight in prayer of agreement. We agree in prayer for these healings, for healings and deliverances. 
in the lives of your people tonight. Those whose names we have not called, you may be listening tonight. You may have a prayer request. Father, we pray for the hearers tonight. Whatever they're going through, whatever they are suffering, whatever is being inflicted upon them through their body, their soul, their mind, their spirit, their relationship, move by your spirit tonight. Bring deliverance and peace. Bring peace. Settle some issues in some lives. There's someone that's struggling right now with going back to the church, sitting under the word of God. They're struggling. Trust God. Put your confidence in the God that loves you. Trust God, man of God. Trust God, woman of God. And work, walk the word, live the word. Live in obedience to the word. Don't pick and choose what you will receive and not receive. Trust God with your life. Stop being afraid of people. Stop being afraid of relationships. And walk in reverence and in faith in God. Put your eyes on Jesus. Trust him tonight with your life. Relax. Stop being anxious. He said, be anxious for nothing. Don't be full of anxiety and fear tonight. What can man do unto you? If God be for you, he is more than they that be against you. Father, tonight, as you deliver your word, Call them to meditate upon your word, to think upon your word. Speak to your people tonight through your word. Call them to hear your word and conviction come to the hearts, to the lives of men and women. Tonight, as they have heard your word, and as they hear it, even as we go off this live broadcast tonight, off this live video tonight, Father calls them to hear your word and walk in it. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody right now need a miracle, need miracles in various areas of their lives. You are the miracle worker. You are the deliverer. You are our redeemer. You are our savior. Somebody need to be saved right now. Somebody's a backslider, need to come back. Bring that man back. Bring that man back from where he has fallen. Pick him up, turn him around, bring him back. This we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. Finances, Father God, as we give to you, you said you would give to us. Teach us how to walk and live and work the law of reciprocity in our lives. This we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. We give you praise and we give you thanks now. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We will see you again on next week. We trust that you have been blessed by the word of God tonight. Amen.